G'day guys, uh, my name's Pete, and together with my beautiful partner Louisa and our little cattle dog Jill, uh, we're riding from uh, Mongolia, hopefully right through to Scotland. Uh, we've made it as far as Bulgaria, uh, we've, we've hitched, we've caught trains, we caught a boat across the Caspian Sea, um, and we've ridden as much as we possibly can. We've probably done about 6,000 kilometres on horseback, maybe a bit more. But the reality is borders and every other thing have, have sort of stopped us along the way. And uh, yeah, we meet so many amazing people, we just thought it's time to do a podcast. So this is the prequel to the podcast, which we'll be doing weekly from, uh, from February 14th, which is tomorrow. Um, we've got some amazing guests lined up, uh, world-class equestrians right through to just crazy folk that love horses we meet along the way. It's uh, meant to be honest, lighthearted. It is explicit, so I'll warn you that right from the start here. We don't hold anything back, and we sure as hell don't try and pretend to be anything we're not. Uh, we're not world-class equestrians. Uh, we're just normal people that have chosen to just live the fullest lives we can. So in sharing that, the podcast. And the podcast can't happen without a bit of support. Uh, we've got some amazing support right from the start, and that support's come from uh, a beautiful woman we met uh, online, and she's been supporting us for, for months now. She's done the cover for our, uh, our book we've recently published. And she's just a stone-cold gangster. And that's Emma Schmidt. Uh, she's the, the biggest sponsor for, for our little uh, Be Professional Look Cool sort of branding that Louisa and I have. And uh, we can't recommend her strongly enough to anyone that's interested in having either a family portrait, a, a pet portrait, or particularly a horse or dog portrait done. Uh, she... She's going places. Uh, I studied art history uh, a lot um, back in the day and I even had some of my artwork in the National Gallery in Australia. And yeah, this woman is amazing. So check her out on uh, Facebook and Instagram. That's Emma Schmidt Fine Art. Her, her prices are like actually incredibly reasonable. I think she should up them a bit. But uh, yeah, get in before she realizes how good she is. And I, I can honestly say, uh, yeah, um, just wow. So yeah, big thanks to Emma, our sponsor from the very first episode onwards. Uh, we look forward to speaking to Emma in the very first official episode. And this being the prequel, uh, we sat down with uh, a lovely lady that we've happened to meet here in Bulgaria, who's uh, a work away. She's doing, a, well, basically just escaping COVID. So we had a, a chat with her last night. Um, we pounded a few brews and had a good laugh and then continued to pound a few brews watching Legends of the Fall afterwards. It was a great night, and uh, I really hope you enjoy uh, the podcast, which basically just, I feel, sets us up for, for what's coming. Rightio. Enjoy, guys. It didn't sound very good on opening, did it? No. I didn't. I can't even read that. What is this? I can't even it's read like... their alphabet. No. It's it's an upside down U, a backwards N, a B O, brand beer, that costs two forty nine lev. For two and a half liters. For two and a half liters. <laughs> it can't right. be good. <laughs> I'll top you up, ladies. Before we get started, on our first ever prequel. What's the prequel? The prequel to the drunk equestrian. So we're probably going to have a bit of barking and a bit of howling. It's due to be negative 15 tonight, and we're by a crackling little fire in a Bulgarian village. And there are just a ridiculous amount of jackals around here. The dogs are already chasing them off, so if you hear jackals howling and dogs barking in the background, you know what that is. 
So my name's Pete, and I've got my partner Lou here, and we're very lucky to be joined by an absolute twat from Blackpool, innit? <laughs> she can't read or write too good, but she invests in property. So Nikki's here with us, and we just thought, just the idea is to introduce me and Lou, but having a third person here is, I don't know. I can bring an interesting dynamic. I think you're right. If I can manage English enough. <laughs> the past few days we had a lot of fun together, so we thought we were just throwing it all in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I found myself in Bulgaria escaping COVID uh -huh. after Boris decided to put the second lockdown in <laughs> <laughs> So I jumped on a plane and I've been volunteering in Bulgaria since, and my journey has brought me together with these amazing guys. So tell me, why are you doing a podcast? Well, we want to share not only our story, our travels from, we're riding from Mongolia to Scotland at the moment, but way more important, we want to share the story of our friend's equestrian writer. Well and, spoken, um, you've been using great English there. I think what Louisa is trying to say, if I may translate for you, Lou, is we just meet so many badass people. We have met just the most incredible people online, in person, and just through mutual acquaintances in the equestrian world. And we've been told so many amazing stories, and we've had so many times when we've just looked at each other after a conversation and just sort of said, man, I wish so-and-so was here for this. I wish someone or other was here for this. I wish, wish we'd written that down. I wish we could share this. So that's our goal, just to share all of that gold that we're we're getting over the phone, over over the internet and in person. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear the stories that you have to share. That sounded so cheesy. But I have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheesy person, what can yeah. I say? Um, I have to ask, why, where did the name come from? Drunk Equestrian. Well, I like beer. Lou's from Bavaria. And yeah. the <laughs> best thing about having a partner from Bavaria Pretty much the objectification of big busty women with blonde hair and drinking beer is it's pretty much the it's the, the quintessential part of your culture there, isn't it, Lou? That is so not true. You drink so much more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Always have. Look, every equestrian we know is a rat bag. And they all like to have a beer. They all like to have a glass of wine. And when they do, they just go... Blah, 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 blah. So and the good stories come out. Oh, do they what? Mm. And the problem I find is a lot of people are really worried about what people will think of them. And we don't care. Like, we really don't care. We're not, you know, the catty little mean girl equestrians. We just want, just, we just want to chat straight up with straight shooters. And the best way to do that is, you know, blowing the foam off a few beers. Okay. Is that about right, Luke? Or a few jugs of wine. <laughs> and the wine here is so good too. And it's cheap. Oh, five euros for five litres. What up? Seven fifty. <laughs> That's can't, the good stuff. No. <laughs> can't get away with anything, can I, Luke? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, Luke. So, guys, I've got a few questions that I just want to learn a bit more about you, if you mind me asking. Righto. <laughs> so, what's your dream destination to ride to? 
Oh, she means the five questions. The five questions. Ah, okay. I should probably explain this a bit better. So we come up with this idea for our podcast. We're going to do like five quick fire questions for our guests. But we've got like a pile of about 60 questions. And we've sort of made this a bit confusing because this is our first go at making a podcast. And we have been drinking. And A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So is this the five quick fire questions things you yeah. would do? Okay. So the idea is we interview people and we fire five quick fire questions at them. Random question or connected to horses just yeah. to get to know the person a bit better. Like from Angus, we probably wouldn't go to, we wouldn't go to if we just have a normal conversation about. So I wasn't even expecting you to say that. So is that what you do? Because we were just talking about this before, saying our idea for the podcast and you just bust that out. Yeah. I'm just going to throw you a fist bump. You're invested <laughs> in this already. Yeah. Did we even say your name? No, probably not. Nikki. <laughs> introduce you first shouldn't we Nikki yeah. Nikki do you have a surname Russell <laughs> you didn't know my surname either no, can you have a better one no I'm sorry like panther or something like it? that some kind of vicious yeah. animal sorry. change it for the course of the podcast um Hustler Nikki Hustler <laughs> I like it <clears throat> so Nikki Hustler you want to bust, bust the five questions? What are five questions you'd want to ask us? Quick I really ones. want to know the answers. Okay, dream destination to ride to. Anywhere with Lou. Oh, pass me the sick bucket. Well, the dog did spew in the bed. Again, that's another story. Yeah. Well, coming back for me, Germany. It's has nothing with really the country today. But it was the first goal. When we started in Mongolia, we said we're going to ride into Germany. So I just want to ride with Pete into Germany and into my home. Beautiful. That's amazing. Not as cheesy as Pete's over, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was very inspiring. Right? I like your answer. Uh, I'm ugly, Lou, and you're beautiful. And, uh, you know, I've got I've got to keep the, keep the game up. <laughs> okay, second quick fire question is most embarrassing horse fail you get first on that one well i think the most embarrassing was i've just started riding and i got my own my first horse to look after and i took him in the round pen i worked with him and he was an absolute dick i was in tears i was frustrated and didn't know where what to do like I know I didn't want to go back because it was so embarrassing because a lot of people were sitting in the pack rooms and getting their horses ready there so I really didn't want to go back and a lady came by and I was so embarrassed like I even felt worse and started even crying more and all she did she came in and took over my my lounge and helped me and that was the most beautiful thing as well as the most embarrassing thing <laughs> So, Which is usually yeah. the case. Hmm. Embarrassing horse fail. You know, I just get up in the morning, up his excellence. Um, nothing embarrassing's ever happened to me on a horse. <laughs> like, never, not once. Except for that one time. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I can think of a good one. In Kazakhstan, do you remember when I drank all that vodka and I was so hammered? <laughs> I was trying to ride the horse bareback and I hopped on him and just went straight over the other side and uh, I was like just basically lying underneath my stallion and he was like the sweetest, sweetest horse and he knew 
he knew what I was up to. He didn't care. He was just so soft. But um, I tried to hop on him again, and I did the same thing again. Wow. And then I tried to hop on him again, and I did the same thing again. Mm. And then you went to bed, and then you came out half an hour later and did it again. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like but to yeah. say we've all been <clears throat> there, but I've never tried it. <laughs> was, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't go there. I was pretty much just trying to ride my horse bareback after, like, and, like, we had so much vodka. Oh. I met these beautiful Kazakh people, and they just poured so much vodka mm. down our throats. And yeah, I just basically went to hop up on him as usual and just, just jump straight over the horse. Oh, wow. Wow. So I bet you have some battle scars from some of your fails. Oh, I've got a few bones I still haven't broken throughout my life. <laughs> okay, next quick fire question. Mm. How many horses have you owned? I don't know. I only started owning horses in Mongolia, so that... Uh, Shrey in Mongolia, we had Shrey in Kazakhstan, we had two in Uzbekistan, and now we have two in Turkey. And of these ten, two have been disappeared. <laughs> one has been stolen and one has run away, so I think that's, that's a pretty good... Wow. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know, probably about 20. 20? About 20 or so. Yeah. It's quite a lot. Quite a lot. It's very expensive to own 20 horses. Not really. I... The most I've ever paid for a horse is how much was Sandy? Thirteen hundred, fifteen hundred. Yeah, um, yeah, 30. <clears throat> about thirteen hundred US. The most I've ever paid Euro. for a horse Euro. So I don't know what that is in New Zealand dollars. Maybe one hundred and fifty thousand or something. Maybe exchange rate with the South Pacific peso. I don't but, know. <laughs> it's constantly changing anyway, isn't it? At the moment. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I, I've the most expensive horse I've ever owned is probably about. Um, from an Australian dollars, about two and a half thousand Australian, about seventeen hundred US. I don't know, something like that. And that's for pure Cappadocian Arab. So, um, but yeah, no, all cheap. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Okay. Final question number five. I've got to ask because of the name of the podcast. Have you ever ridden under the influence? You've already answered that question, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Well, attempted to ride, attempted well, to ride. I'm sure he has more stories for us. <laughs> <laughs> Every damn day. <laughs> this one time in Georgia. I always wanted to, like, ride a horse on drugs. And I never thought I'd get the chance to. But I rode across the valley and had uh, a few beers and a few whiskeys. And I got pretty drunk. And I completely forgot that I'd gone over on the horses. And then someone offered me some acid. And acid is really great if you have PTSD. Now, I only ever tried acid because I have quite bad post-traumatic stress disorder. And basically, on, when you have PTSD, your brain can become like a computer with a heap of pop-ups open. And every time you click on something, a pop-up comes up again. And you, you, you just ruminate on things. And it's, it's really shit. But I tried LSD, I've only tried it like a couple of times, but I tried LSD and it was like waking up the next morning, it was like having pressed control, alt, delete. My brain was clear, it was brilliant. And you, it expands your consciousness, you think about things you never think about and it was really beautiful. And I had some acid, I kind of forgot and went to ride home, it was about 3Ks down through this big gorge, it's pitch black. I tacked the horse up, don't know how, and um, I rode down and it was looking up at the stars, which were all falling out of the sky around me, which was quite beautiful. <laughs> there were wolves howling everywhere around me. There were blackbirds singing. It was just beautiful. And I've never in my entire life felt more connected to a horse. 
and I got to the um, got to the stables and realized I hadn't even put the bridle on the horse. So um, I don't know how much of that was he just knew the way home and how much of that was me reading more into it. But it was a really, really, really beautiful experience. And I would in no sense of where to recommend anyone do the same because it's absolutely reckless and stupid. But I wasn't impressed. I was not (laughs) impressed at all. (laughs) But yeah, so under the influence, yeah. Um, It's... It's not a good idea, it's, you know, but I take the edge off with a vodka every other day and... Try and jump on a stallion. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I can say that I'm the more sensible of the two of yes, us. <laughs> and I'm the German one, so <laughs> with a dad as a policeman. So I think the combination just, yeah, makes it pretty clear that I wouldn't do such thing. That's what I say now anyway. Um, I've jumped on a horse with a couple of vodkas and beers. I think the most drunk I was when the most embarrassing moment of Pete happened. We have been drinking with with Kazakh people and then we just rode off. So that was that was pretty impressive. But I do have to say, one beer and then going for a ride has done wonder. It just mm. it just takes off the notch. It just takes off that little bit of you ride tension. without fear you really ride without fear and yeah i'm not saying it makes you a better rider definitely not pete likes to say that but, mm. oh, it but was I'm, not a, interesting... I'm not a good rider i'm just a confident rider yeah you really are. um and it's probably because i'm always drunk <laughs> <laughs> but it we're... was interesting it was very interesting and we met someone who actually said he would love to give the beginners who he start teaching riding horses to give them a glass of beer before they get, before yeah, they get on the horse. A couple of glasses of wine. Oh, but to be glasses. fair, we have just ridden here from Mongolia over the last 18 months. And throughout the last 18 months, we've ridden across the steppe where everyone drinks vodka, oh, yeah. where the water is dirty and the vodka is clean. Um, that was years ago. <laughs> yeah. They actually have clean water now, yeah, but they still stick like, to tradition as well. It's part of the culture. And so you, you go into a gur and the first thing they do is they just crack a bottle of vodka. So wow. we Different sound... cultures across the way, I guess. Absolutely. You've, you've jumped into a lot of those. Yeah. Well, how did you get into horses initially? Honestly? Um, I think... I think because at heart, somewhere inside me, I'm not meant to be alive now i'm meant to be alive a long time ago maybe i'm an old soul or something but the moment where i knew i wanted to become a horseman was watching a movie called the light horseman and it's about the australian soldiers that fought during the great war and there's this beautiful scene just before they charge at a place called beersheba in uh, israel and the guys had ridden there with their horses the horses hadn't had water in days and about 300 light horsemen charged the Turkish and German lines and uh, captured the captured the town. But right before they charged, one of the, the, the guys, they're all thirsty, he goes, ah, bugger this. And knocks his hat into a bowl for his horse and pours the last of his water in and, and gives it to his horse. And I just thought it was so beautiful that, you know, the way that the men and the horses interacted and they just had this this bond. It's just like, dogs and horses you, you you can have this relationship with that you can't have with 
with people and, and it, it's just based on your empathy and your love for one another uh, and the relationship you have with a person is so different it's got all of these different levels but with a horse and a dog it's just empathy and love I mean the perfect example of that it, it it's actually in a joke I wouldn't ever do this Lee not to you because you'd punch me but if you, <laughs> if you lock your dog and your wife in the boot of a car on a hot day when you open it which one's going to be happy to see you you know and it's just <laughs> wouldn't going to be me <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that but the point is if it's it, unconditional isn't it's, it you, you can have you can achieve mm. this this magic with a horse and for me it was television and that's what got me into horses and from there it was simply opportunity and I, I nailed that didn't I oh that was so beautiful <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to start talking now my story was like so bad yeah, beat, beat that one yeah I, I didn't I mean to win the podcast ah oh, boom that, 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 no That's shit that came from thinks. the heart that, that came from the heart and, and I mean you watch the man from Snowy River um, and things like the light horse and any horse movie man you watch a horse movie and you feel shit yeah oh yeah Who? I mean everyone that's listening to this has cried during a horse movie and if you haven't, then I don't think you get horses. Oi. <laughs> or you're British. Yeah. <laughs> Stiff up a lip and all that. <laughs> no, that was, oh, that was know, very... Top up. This stuff's good. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Not always. <laughs> I love a bit of upside down, you backwards, N, B, O. Well... Yeah. It's I'm I'm pretty boring if you after this speech like I really have to say I'm I'm an old horse girl like I grew up and came into the age where girls started to get into horses and I actually only got into horses because one of my best friends dragged me into horse holidays and I just were over like normally I go with holidays to my parents it was the first holiday alone with just my friend so that was super cool it was pony holidays like pretty pretty standard. And afterwards, I just started riding, and the real passion for it just grow during the riding. And it was as well during with television. Like for me, Flickr was one of the movies who really, really taught me. And every day, I, I was longing a little bit more for this freedom and this connection. And for me, I was always seeing me a horse in a dark like just cantering off literally in the sunset without saddles so every girl <laughs> probably had had this thought before so that's me that's just pretty simple how it started and simple but beautiful well it's actually it's really sort of similar to me in the sense that I, I mean i got caught up in caught up in life for a very long time but Horses always brought me peace. Dogs always brought me peace. Mm. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I was a long time without horses, but every time I was around horses, I always did really well because for me it was always that empathetic connection. And I, I had it from the start because of TV. Uh, and yeah, it was just wolf hunting in northern Mongolia, uh, riding off drunk into the forest with the boys. Uh, and yeah, after that, going back and trying to conform and be part of society I just I couldn't do it so oh man those jackals need to piss off 
Um, Comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> we are literally surrounded by jackals. Um, so yeah, I, I, that for me was just, it was just, it was a place of peace. And I guess that's why I just decided I'd ride off into the sunset with a dog and some horses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, you guys are so inspirational. You've inspired me no end just meeting you guys here anyway. But I've got a question for you, Nikki. You so you heard <laughs> we're gonna ride from Mongolia to Scotland. Like you were here like five weeks before we even arrived. Yeah. So your host must have told you who we are. So what did you expect? And wow. when you saw us, what did you thought? And like what are we what you expected? Six foot six, <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive upper body, you know, like that was your first thoughts, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to just ignore that comment. Uh, yeah, you better. <laughs> <laughs> Scrawny little bald drunk. Gorgeous partner. How did he pull that? Um, yeah, I mean, while you walked through the door, you had, like, this chalice of fucking beer in your hand. and like. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had the same chalice. It was, was it vodka or beer? First impressions last, as they yeah. say. It could have been vodka, actually. It would have been vodka. <laughs> yeah, if it probably. was in the silver chalice, it would have been vodka. You need to hear that story later anyway. <laughs> no, you guys, obviously, like, I knew you were going to be something special just hearing your story up to now anyway. And meeting you guys has been absolutely no disappointment. Like, the stories that I've heard so far and just this, the energy that you bring to a room. And you, you guys are just amazing. Absolutely we're pretty random too I'm like he's a fucking <laughs> pisshead he makes stupid comments I'm oversensitive and get upset and <laughs> get drunk and sing too a lot like but that's what creates that? the dynamic of an yeah. amazing energy in a room you know you need all the she's a vegan chef yes and yes. I'm a former soldier contractor and professional hunting guide so <laughs> it's a recipe Expect for a sitcom isn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, obviously, this epic journey that you're on at the moment. What was the inspiration behind the trip? Oh, then Pete <coughs> needs to start that. Prob <laughs> probably the probably the the great Pennywise song called "Fuck Society." I don't know. Um, I just I fucking hate it, man. So I just this this is an explicit podcast. We say how we feel, but seriously, fuck what's happening to the world, bro. It's just disgusting. I I can't stand it. I mean, when I was living in the, the, the South Pacific in the Solomon Islands, I mean, the kids were like like three, four, five years old, like even two-year-olds. I remember once we, we, we turned up to this village and we, we turned up in a boat and all the kids swam out to us. And we're like 300 meters offshore and there's like two-year-old kids swimming up to the boat. Hey, two-year-old kids swum like 300 meters? That's crazy. But just... You know, I'd, I'd go and play with the kids and they'd have like a bike spoke and uh, a rubber band and like just swimming goggles and they'd be spearing little fish and stuff like that and then they'd go on shore and they'd start a fire and they'd be like eating fish and stuff like that. They'd, they'd just have this this freedom this, and they're always happy. They're always laughing. They're, they're, they're just, just, there's this whole other world there and it's it's beautiful. And I mean, I go home and... I guess what the, the point where I really snapped was um, I was in Turkey in I think it was 2017 and I'd just been doing some jobs in the area and that and they'd um, obviously there were all the Syrian refugees escaping the war and there was this one girl sitting on the, the steps uh, of a subway and 
she looked exactly like my girlfriend back in New Zealand. Like, I mean, exactly like my girlfriend. And she had a ex baby. Ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lou. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Lou. Just, um, just making clear that's not... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she, um, no, good point, though, Lou. Good point. But she was, she was breastfeeding, and she had this, this beautiful little blonde daughter with a pink puffer jacket on and, and she had like tear streaks like cut through her dirty face and yeah her, her son who was a bit older maybe four or five he come running up and he gave her a, a, a half a hamburger that he'd found in a rubbish bin and it, she just gave him this most beautiful smile and I'm fucking like choked up even mm-hmm. thinking about it now but it just she'd use the only currency she had to escape a war and that was sex and she had these three babies that I don't know whether she was raped or had, had used sex to, to escape that life and then I, I went home and on the way home we went to McDonald's and all I heard was my partner complaining about how the Wi-Fi had been out that day and oh look at this fucking line oh I fucking gotta wait for McDonald's and fuck this and fuck that and just just bitching and I was just sat there and I was just like I can't stand you I can't stand you. And the only reason I stayed with her was because she did such a great job looking after the dogs and the horses while I was away. And I'm not a good person in the conventional sense of society and all of that kind of stuff. And I don't know when to shut up and I don't know how to shut up. And I piss a lot of people off and my opinions are very strong and they're not for everyone. And I do things like take acid and ride a horse and People might, you know, straight away, are going to judge me on that. I don't care. That's why it's called the drunk equestrian. I'm not here to look down my nose at anyone. I'm here to say how I feel and, and, and own it. Mm. And I hate what's happening to society. I hate the way children are wrapped in cotton wool and bred to be little bitches. I hate the way we've lost our connection with, with our food. I hate the way everything upsets everyone. I hate the way... You know, vegans will scream and yell in a, in a restaurant because people are eating meat there. And I couldn't go back to it. I couldn't go back to it. I lost friends to suicide, a lot of them. Uh, I lost two guys that, that I deployed with. And I have an ex-wife that, that makes my life hell. And I've just... I needed to get away. Escape. And I did, and I went to the first the, the first place that popped into my head, and that was Mongolia. I went to reunite with my horses and just ride off into the sunset. I was originally planning to ride to Glen Levitt, Scotland, because the twelve-year-old Glen Levitt is the finest whiskey on the planet, and that's which yet need to be proven to me. <laughs> we got a bottle. You were having a dry week. It didn't last the week. <laughs> yeah. Why did I have a dry week? I can't remember. <laughs> well, I can't remember. Was, food was going through. Oh yeah, that's right. You had the liquid quick. sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's when you had that you had the, uh, the runny bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried to find the nice way in um, English to say it, and I only had like the Diarrhea. bad way to say it. So that's why I tried. No, I had the worst the version. No, okay, that's the power going squirts. in the wrong direction. The power squirts. <laughs> Yeah. It was a bad week. Let's <laughs> say that. It, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
again fuck Pete you with your epic stories <laughs> I'm gonna just grunt that whole thing again <laughs> I was wanting to travel I was with Jill can I just stop you there and just say mm. it's not an epic story it's like it, I'm not trying to like I know you're but not you're but just, it is you, your story it. is your story and that's why I love being with you because mm. our stories are so different neither one is better we just I didn't say it was better I just said it sound more epic <laughs> I've got, That's I'm going to own sad. my story. Your story's awesome. No, no, let me finish. Sorry. <laughs> <Jill, laughs> Jill's in a story, it's a better story. <laughs> it always I've is. got the pleasure Jill, of meeting Jill. Jill's our doc, on my doc. Because I got her um, in Australia and when I did work and travel after school there. So she has been traveling since with me in 17 countries. But when I left Germany, the idea was to travel back with her to Australia. But I wanted to skip the long flight and go on land route as far as possible to maybe set over then with a boat or the last little bit with a short flight. So that was the plan. Um, and that was the end of the plan. <laughs> so it went quite well. We managed to get all the way to Mongolia and we had a great time in Mongolia. We were riding around some horses there. That's where I owned my first two horses, three horses. <laughs> One was stolen. Two, two that you sold. <laughs> um, and my next step was China and I was getting all ready and I was on the border and I refused me the entry. So I had to turn around and I was already three months in Mongolia and I didn't know what to do. Getting dogs or any animals into Australia is a pain. So from Mongolia, I couldn't even fly her. So I knew I either had to go to Japan or back to Europe to actually get her to Australia. Japan wasn't really an option. So I was kind of frustrated and didn't really know what to do because I didn't want her to go home. So I was sitting in this park and this random guy with a drink in his hand <laughs> comes over and asks if he can pet my dog. And obviously I said, yeah, sure, if she lets you. And then he had a pet and then he was very casual, like having first all the attention to That's the dog. That's always a good judge of character <laughs> as well. If your dog lets them pet, yeah. then it must be an yeah. okay person. Jill vomited <laughs> on my legs last night as I got in bed. Maybe she changed her opinion. Yeah, she already knows you now. She's had a few years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, and that's how I met Pete. And after I heard what he was going to do, and I told him my story, we had a few beers and we talked. And there was just no reason not to give it a try. And You could die. That's a good reason to yeah, not give it a but try. You know, there's always people ask you, what would you do if everything would be possible? Or like, where would you want to go? Or what would you want to do? But if you're in that situation, it doesn't sound that oh, amazing. It's like, yeah, fucking go for it or don't. And it was really, if it, if it, if the worst case scenario, I just knew I could die. just go. <laughs> no, not die. I'm an optimistic person. That's an optimist for you. I didn't even know there was wolves in Mongolia. So why would I die <laughs> riding to Scotland on horses? Like, serious, I had a dog. <laughs> and Jill I would protect I went you. for the man who I just met two days ago. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> just so everyone's clear on what type of dog Jill is. Um, she's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to be any help in a fight. Um, I, I oh, stayed... shut your ears, Jilly. 
before I left um, Australia for New Zealand, I, I'm sorry, I left New Zealand, stayed in Australia for a bit before I went to Mongolia. And I met Lou the, literally the day I landed. I'd been in the country for like hours. And like... He was probably still drunk from the flight. I was still drunk ah! from the flight. <laughs> Never asked you that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was, I was still, still just keeping it going. Um, but um, Lou is like, Lou is hot. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Hello. <laughs> um, and so obviously I was going to say hi anyway, but uh, I, I was staying in Australia with my mate Dan and his um, his lovely wife and his two beautiful children. And Nixie, his eldest son, his favourite show is a show called Bluey. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it's freaking awesome. Um, and I would catch Dan's wife like watching Bluey when the kids weren't in the room. I'd be like. Uh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just catching up on the latest episodes of Bluey. It's really cool. It's about a blue healer and a red healer and they're, they're little kids. It's gorgeous. And Jill is an Australian coolie Kelpie. So she is basically like, a, exactly looks like a blue healer, but a little bit smaller. Now, there is absolutely no way an Australian cattle dog should be walking around a park in Mongolia. So, obviously, I was going to talk to Lou because she was, like, well-fed. That's in English for you there, Nikki. Well-fed. Well-fed. Mm. Well in it. Yeah. In it. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, I went over because you had an amazing little doggy. And I've since learned that she is only an amazing little doggy some of the time. <laughs> and that, for the most part, she is an absolute liability and total dickhead. <laughs> But definitely worth keeping around. And loyal. She's the and most beautiful. loyal dog. She's gorgeous. <laughs> she has a, a, a bit of a, a quivery colon sometimes and <laughs> has runny poos and has... Right, I'm going to stop that here again. I'm <laughs> just going down the wrong road. Hey, Lou, do you remember that time it was negative 15 and she spewed the chicken bones all through our sleeping bags yeah, at the go, bottom? We go there another time. I think... I think not today. <laughs> hey, Lou, do you today. remember that time that she got attacked by eight dogs at once? Right, guys. <laughs> Next question. No, I think Was there even that's, a question? I think that's pretty much us. Well, it's not really. It is. It is. Is it? Is that us? Oh, well, I mean, you have so much more to offer, guys. <laughs> yeah, but like the idea is to like, we will grow over the podcast and you guys will if you're interested obviously get to know us better and people who helped us inspired us and and follow the story yeah. like i'm going to be waiting on tender hooks <laughs> for every edition of the podcast coming up so well, i think a, a really good plan for 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 us is like currently which explain where we're like what we're waiting on anyway because we've been we, we've got all the way to bulgaria from like mongolia we've hitched a bit taken trains we took a boat across the Caspian Sea. Man, I wish those dogs had shot up. And yeah, we, yeah, we've been through a lot of countries, we had a lot of adventures, but um, we're just waiting for our horses, our beautiful little boys, Sandy and Midnight, to come over from Turkey. They're in quarantine. And you should come for a ride with us when we get them. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I think I'll be more of a liability than watching no, you is. Won't. <laughs> it, it, it will be funny. You heard it here first, guys. They invited me along, so whatever goes wrong, <laughs> it's, it's on Pete right now. <laughs> but like, that's the whole thing. It's like we just like the journey is the destination. 
to a really huge degree. Someone asked me today if, um, like, um, she asked me about our journey and I told her where we at and she's like, oh, that sounds like you're already on plan, plan B and C and I'm like, oh, hell no, we have passed that long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're way further down the alphabet by now. Yeah. I think we've well, run out of the alphabet. I think like so. the alphabet plus numbers now. <laughs> Which, you know what, guys? That's a amazing invitation and cheers to that yeah cheers to that and thanks for joining us today nikki thank you Um, for having me well we want to hear more about you and that will be soon coming in one of our podcasts i look forward to it so yeah no our first one nice and short but we'll aim for about an hour every other week with uh a guest probably most of them will be over the phone um, and every other other week, so we have one come out each week, um, we're going to do sort of a, a local thing, chatting with someone that's with us at the time, or just chatting about what we've been through over the last two weeks. So it's weekly podcasts of about an hour, equestrian-focused, um, no bullshit, you know, tell it how it is. You've got dogs howling at jackals, you've got a fire crackling in the background, there's no studio, We've got a little mic that we paid like 12 euros for and it's done on an iPhone. Um, and there'll always be beer. <laughs> well, or when whiskey. there's wine or whiskey or anything like that. Whatever's the cheapest and available. Yeah, true story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true story. That's good. Yeah, I've introduced her to How I Met Your Mother. So she's talking like Barney Stinson already. <laughs> Suit up. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Do you know what, guys? What can I say? Be professional. Look cool. That's our motto. Boom! That's how we we aim to end every podcast. So, like, you know, as we always say, be professional, look cool. Like, she just just jumped the gun. She just made it. Just jumped the gun. (laughs) Awesome. Fuck it. Let's go do some shots. Let's go do do some shots. (laughs) Well, when we say this was our first go at uh, making a podcast, it's really not. It's actually probably about our 15th go at making a podcast. Um, We just don't really know what we're doing yet but we didn't know what we were doing when we met when we started riding together and that's why we sort of joke about you know be professional look cool and if you're not that professional just make sure you look cool and yeah we've we've begun to become professional in what we do and yeah it's taken a long while it's been a hell of a lot of mistakes along the way and we don't think we're above sharing that or being ourselves So we really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we really hope you follow along and enjoy them each week. Um, If you'd like to sponsor our podcast or help us out with the ridiculous cost that is spiraling out of control of bringing our horses across the Turkish border to Bulgaria, uh, we have a donation thing on our webpage. You can check us out at uh, beprofessionallookcool.com. And we've got our, our book there for sale, as well as a few other books of some really like amazing authors. Uh, we're hoping to add a few other books to the list of things on, on the, the sale on the webpage there. And I just make it crystal clear, we don't get any money from the sale of their books. We're promoting these, these amazing women because they're just that. They're bloody amazing women. Uh, it's an honor to, to have our work up next to theirs. Uh, and any way we can support them and help grow uh, long riding and, and just... Well, for me, I guess it's the the mental health benefits of being around horses. Uh, The more we can share that, the more we can get people out of their comfort zones, the happier we'll be. Um, This this really has changed my life and taken me from 
yeah, pretty, pretty dark, miserable place. And, and just, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it's, it's through horses and being around like-minded people that, that I'm, I'm able to live the life I live. So yeah, so jump on the webpage, check out their books, check out our book if you like. Um, it's, it's good. We enjoyed writing it. And we, we really love just, just hearing the feedback about, you know, we're, we're genuinely reaching people. And, and yeah, in this, this time when everyone's locked down with COVID and every other thing, the fact that there's a few people, you know, living and laughing vicariously through Louisa and I, it, it brings us a great deal of joy. So wherever you are in the world, um, be good to each other and don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. And uh, yeah, take care, guys. Bye.